Hey, sister friends, got a question for you. Who has ever been called out by their kids for something that you were either saying or a behavior that was wrong? Or had a friend call you out for something that they see in your life that's really kind of ugly? Isn't that an uncomfortable feeling? Because when you're called out, you can have a multitude of responses. But when you're called out and you go, oh, that's me. Oh, my word. I am such a hypocrite. Well, we're going to talk about that today is how not to be a hypocrite and how to glorify the Lord with all that we do, particularly in how we respond to being called out for our sin. Hey friends, and if we're not friends yet, I hope we soon will be. I'm Kathy Lanham, host of the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm a wife, mom to five, and a grandma, which is my best role yet. I'm a former teacher of the deaf, an ampro photographer, and a business leader. And if you're a Christian who needs some encouragement and wants to grow in their faith, then I hope that you will take the time to stick around because you never know what I'll be teaching on or sharing or who I'll interview over here with life hacks, with business tips and tricks and some faith building built in. I hope that you'll grab your coffee, maybe a pen and a pad of paper as we begin today's episode. Well, there's nothing worse, I don't think, than being out or being in private, it doesn't matter, but Anytime that your sin is revealed or you're called out or you're put on the put on the hot spot or in the spotlight or you're called to the carpet, whatever phrase we want to use, it's always such an uncomfortable, a humiliating, a shameful and embarrassing and eye opening adventure, for lack of a better word, when we have someone call us out for our sin. And it's even worse when it's the Lord who's calling us out because then you know you're wrong. But I first started contemplating this podcast months ago, months and months ago, when I found myself and it was just kind of the Lord niggling in my spirit. The Holy Spirit was just kind of saying, "Mm, mm, girl, you're doing the same thing. So it's a funny on myself. But I have to travel this certain path to work every day. And in this path that's very congested, this road that's very congested, there is one section where the road goes from three lanes on my side to two lanes. And it's a very short window after a stoplight. So all of these people will fill up that third lane so that they can zip around you. You know, you being the firstborn, you know, I'm in the right lane. I'm feeling all self-righteous about myself and I grip the wheel. And it makes me so angry to be cut off by one of these rude people from behind that came zipping up at the last minute to beat the red light that I actually was convicted of that because I was so angry at somebody else that I was having almost road rage. So I said, okay, we're going to take this thought captive. I'm not even going to let it be a problem. I'm going to get in the third lane. Then nobody's cutting me off. I don't have to be angry. I don't have to have road rage and all is well. Well, some days when I pull out of work and I look and see that the road is already so congested that it's not even moving, I can take an alternate route home. So I can go down this little bypass thing and I can get on another parallel road. Well, on that parallel road, there are three lanes. And I frequently, because we're coming out of a like a horseshoe stop, a horseshoe um, stoplight, I'll get in the furthest lane because it's a it you just go faster in that far lane. And then there's a wide margin to be able to merge over. So I don't see myself as doing exactly the thing that I get angry about on 
road A because, you know, there's much more distance here. I can safely merge over. I'm just being efficient with my time. I can so justify it. But do you see the difference? The exact same behavior I am calling other people out in my head and getting very angry about is the self-same thing I'm doing on road B. So that was my first little, hmm... And then I was called out for another blind spot in my life. It's, it's blind spot when somebody says, well, what do you think about this? Isn't, what does the Bible say about? And they challenged something that I had said and a belief that I held. And you know what? I was wrong. So how do we handle that? When somebody confronts you, when your hypocrisy is shown or when your blind spots are revealed to you, there's a whole range of ways you can react, but hopefully I'm going to be able to give you some, some godly ways so that you are glorifying the Lord and not yourself. There was another time earlier on in my life when I was teaching uh, some preset Bible studies and I get in the mail an anonymous postcard. So I get a postcard in the mail and it was anonymous and it says, it was from on the front, it said Romans 12, 3. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Now, here was the rub in in getting this anonymous postcard because it was underlined, not think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think is to have sound judgment. And it was deeply underlined and the, the rub part, the hard part was I recognized the handwriting. It's happened, this person happened to have an interesting and intricate loopy scroll when they wrote. And it wasn't an imitation of her handwriting. It was her handwriting. So I knew exactly who had sent it. But I was hurt to the core. Why in the world? What had I done, first of all, to so offend her that she thought she needed to send me a postcard anonymously? Obviously, it was my pride. Obviously, I was being arrogant, rude, puffed up, proud. But I didn't know the specific way in which she was being. She was perceiving it. Of course, it's all of that. I'll, if you're being rude, ugly, prideful, puffed up, loud, obnoxious, easily angered, not showing love, not being kind, uh, pick one. But how do you apologize and make restitution when something is sent to you anonymously? So I have had several times in my life where I have been called out, and usually it's for my pride and and my arrogance. So I decided in looking at this, I would look at what is a hypocrite and what is hypocrisy. So hypocrisy is the practice or of claiming that you have a higher moral standards or a belief that your lifestyle doesn't match up to. So you're you're talking the talk, but you're not walking the walk. And that is absolutely what we do not want to be. We don't want to pretend to be what we're not or to believe or to have people believe that we have things that we don't. And man, I was looking at it and isn't that the whole of social media is to put on a false face acting like we are one thing, but when our lives are really another at home behind closed doors. So first of all, when somebody comes to you and they're bringing an accusation or a prompt of a blind spot, either in love or it can be in love and it can be not in love. It can just be vengeful. What do you do? I'm going to encourage you to be willing to accept criticism in a blind spot because all things are allowed by God. 
And that's hard. It's hard to accept or hear things about yourself in humility. But here's why. Because it's pride, first of all. It's hard because while there may be a kernel of truth, there may not. So we have to prayerfully consider this thing that's being said to us and to react in anger, to act as if they're just stupid and they didn't, they have no right talking to you that way. Well, what do they know? Well, they're a new person in the faith. How do they even, where do they get off saying that, da, 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 da? Or if you're the more mature person and you have confronted someone but not, did not do it in love, that's an also a, a, a very hard place. Admonition to you. My first encouragement is to, if at all possible, go to the Lord in prayer before you react. So when you hear this hard thing and it cuts you to your soul, it cuts you to the quick, particularly if you feel it's unjust and it's from a friend, how do you even respond other than to just start crying. One way that I would suggest to give you some time, to give you some space to be able to process this is to say, wow, I didn't know you felt that way. Or, oh, I had no idea I was doing that. Oh, that's, that's a terrible, that's a terrible projection for me to be having. You know what? Let's talk about this after I've had some time to just get on my face before the Lord. I kind of need, or another phrase would be, I kind of need some time to process this. I had no idea I was being perceived that way. Oh, you know what? Thanks for sharing that. I had no idea that's how this was being perceived because it's certainly not what I meant. So can I pray about this for a day or two? And then let's talk about this again. If you can defer the anger and give yourself time and answer with a thank you, which is not easy to do, but to say, you know what? I had no idea, but don't try to play it off or, or get angry, but you really do want to take it before the Lord. What does the Bible say? Is there a kernel of truth in what's being said? Because faithful are the wounds of a friend. And sometimes the Lord uses our friends to help us to see things that we don't see ourselves. That first whole point is when we are attacked or called on the carpet or called out, what, however it, it happens, be willing to accept the criticism, but only in so much as you are going to take it to the Lord and see what is true. And then you may find that that is a blind spot of sin that you need to deal with. You need to repent of, you need to turn from it, and you need to just thank the person and grow and, and go in love. It may be that it's unjust that you come before the Lord, you look at your motives, you look at the word, you see what has been, you've been called out for, and then you determine, is that something that the Lord is calling you to repent of or not? And if not, then that opens the door for a conversation where you would go back and the conversation would go as, okay, you know what, as I have been praying and asking the Lord to show me this, I'm just not on my own, having anything be revealed. So do you have some specific instances that you want to share with me so that I can see where you're getting at? So that's the first one, be willing to accept. The second is be very aware in this whole idea of being a hypocrite, of pretending to be what we're not. Be very aware of anything that makes you angry. Like for me, it was driving in the car. Examine what it is and why it is you're so angry. What's the root of your sin? See if that behavior is also in your own life and that's why it irritates you so. 
my son called me out oh, years ago. We lived in Nashville and we were getting out of the car and I had just been fussing, going off on them. I don't even know what about. So we get out of the car. We got all five kids and we're going in and somebody I know comes up. And I'm like, well, hey, how are you? Well, I completely forgot what I was mad about in the car. And we're, I'm now I'm going in with a pep in my step. And we're going through. And one son just burst out. I just hate it when you do that. I'm like, do what? What's wrong, honey? Do what? You're fussing at us in the car. And then you go, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm just fine. Oh, you look so pretty. He says, I hate that. You're, you just, how, how can you be two people at the same time? Oops. Ouch. And you're right. So I had to apologize for the way I was treating them versus the way I was treating this, in his mind, stranger or this person that I knew that I was treating in an acquaintance better than them and that I was able to turn it off in a heartbeat. In essence, he was calling me a hypocrite. Why do you do that? And he was right. So sometimes that is your clue and your cue to hit your knees, to apologize. It doesn't take a whole lot of thought because yeah, I was wrong. And you, you repent of that. Another way to see if being called out for whatever particular sin is true or not, to see in your own life, if you are a well-intentioned dragon, if you're a Pharisee, is to examine your speech, really look at what comes out of your mouth. How do you speak to others? Do you have to always be in the limelight? Are you critical? Are you sarcastic? Are you mean, harsh, unkind, frustrated easily, angry a lot? Do you slander other people? Do you gossip? Are you into the comparison game? And I wish I could tell you that I had recovered from all of that in my life, but There's a reason that my word of the year is kind this year, because as I have looked at what comes out of my mouth, which the Bible tells me is the overflow of what's just in my heart anyway, when I hear the poison and the venom and the unkind, harsh words that come out of my mouth, I can see why I would very easily could be labeled a hypocrite because I have a podcast teaching you not to do that because I teach ladies Bible studies because I write Bible studies because I have, I go to work and I have to act with, interact with customers all day. So what is it that your speech says about what's in your heart? And then number four is to really try to look at how you play the comparison game. Now, I touched on this a minute and just a minute ago, and I'll repeat it again in point five. But when we compare ourselves to others, the Bible says that we're, A, not to do it because we can become envious or we can become vain. We can envy what other people have that we don't have, or we can become prideful because we have more than they have, or we're prettier, or our kids are smarter, or we're, or we're smarter. I mean, the comparison is just forever and amen in my life a great way to reveal where I'm being a hypocrite because the way I treat others the way I act toward others the things that I say that comparison game I'm always trying to measure up and if you're a truly competitive person like I am then you're always trying to beat a number or beat that person or beat that goal even if it's where you're just looking at yourself it's also easy to look a little bit to the left and the right and the hypocrisy in my heart comes out when I even touch on the comparison game. The fifth point that I want to do today, because this I have another whole thing on the comparison game, is a social media stop. Oh my word. 
Is that not a place that fuels our hypocrisy more than any other? We can be such lying hypocrites and it all looks so good. I mean, we'll post these beautiful things about how we love our children and how they're our all in all while in the same breath over a glass of wine with a friend, complain about how they're driving you crazy. You can't stand what this one does. You hate when your husband does this. But now our Pinterest post and our Instagram and our Facebook or whatever we're on, it would appear as if we are this airbrushed model family that never has any problems. So hypocrisy and being a hypocrite, how not to be one. That's what we're looking at. And it comes from discipline. It comes from taking every thought captive. It comes from having a heart that really wants to glorify the Lord and not take his glory, not steal his glory. And when we have hypocrisy or sin blind spots pointed out in our own lives, it's never it's always of the utmost importance that we take that seriously. We don't just react and we use it as a, as a place of prayer to petition the Lord. And we bring it before the Lord to humbly confess that which is truly a sin and that which he is convicting us for. Shame is from the devil. Conviction is from the Lord. But that we truly look at our hearts. What's coming out of our mouth? How can we glorify the Lord? And where will we put to death the deeds of the flesh that do not bring glory to the Father? So my call to action for you, my sister friend, after you listen to the podcast for one day, for a couple of days, for a week, really guard your mind, your mouth, and your thoughts and look at where do I not really reflect the glory of the Lord? And how can I be a better servant of you, Lord? Lord, where am I being a hypocrite? Where am I pretending to be more than I am? Where am I bragging and storytelling and exaggerating? Lord, where am I trying to steal your glory and am taking your glory for myself? Lord, show me where I'm a hypocrite. And I think when we do that in humility, that's the first step for that lifelong step because we never get there until the Lord comes back again and gives us our redeemed bodies, minds, and souls. Then we will continually be striving to be all that he has for us to be. So it's in his name. I'm praying for you, sister. Until next time, this is Kathy. Hey guys, real quick. I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Thank you.